everyone, I'm Lily. And I'm Anna, and welcome back to At Home with Lily and Anna. A podcast where we catch up every week from our homes in London and Brighton. And this week, we are unfiltered. We're answering the juiciest set of questions yet. The ones you thought we would never answer, but now we are. Ooh. One of them is like, I don't think you're going to answer this. Yeah. <laughs> put it, I put it in there. <laughs> I'm good. I thoroughly enjoyed our 50 minute conversation oh today gosh. before we started recording. <laughs> Is that how long it was? Yes. It was basically about baby names, not going to lie. <laughs> it's just a lot I've to say. I've just been quizzing Anna. Yeah. I'm like, have you got a name? What is it? There's just Tell a me. lot to say, guys. There really, really is. I'm struggling with severe indigestion, by the way. So if my voice sounds weird or I'm like coughing and passing gas, <laughs> I apologize. <laughs> Yeah, we're both a bit of a mess, actually. I've got the end of a cold. Apologies oh, for that. Yes. I was going to say, like, how's your week been? Like, do you feel better now? I feel better, thank you. Okay, my good. voice is back. Yesterday, I had such a weird voice, you know, when your voice goes funny after a cold, but I feel like my voice is better today. Um, yeah, I'm feeling good. You know, the sun is shining. Yes. And we had a nice weekend. We put together Grey's early birthday present from her grandparents, a little Wendy house, which is very cute. Oh my God, this looks so cute. I got Instagram yeah. stories. So you would cute. love it. You would love it. There's a doorbell, a little kitchen. Oh. There's like a little space to plant some um, flower pots at the front. We oh. need to do that. Yeah, you would really love it. And it's like nice and clean. I don't know, you're the, you're the eldest, so you probably <laughs> did experience like clean toys, but my, I had a Wendy house and I was it was proper like third child Wendy house. It was like cobwebs <laughs> and it was just gross. You wouldn't want to play in it. This is like shiny and new and clean and oh. it's, it's great. She loves it. We never had a Wendy house outside, but we had like a fabric one inside and it was the one from Early Learning Centre. And I'm sure if I put, a, I'm sure I could find a photo of it, like about 90% of our listeners would probably be like, yeah, had that exact same one. Like it was a 90s classic. Yeah. Oh. So How was your weekend? It was good. I spent one whole day baking. I started baking at midday and I stopped baking at 7 p.m. Oh my God, you're crazy. I took mini 20 minute breaks every now and again when I needed to like lay down and my, my cankles were getting a bit too much for me. <laughs> I have a calf at slash ankle now. It just sort of all molds into one. Um, so when I got a bit tired, I just set myself a little 20 minute timer when it had a little lay down upstairs and then I'd come back down <laughs> and continue. Did the cakes go down well? They looked good. Thank you. Yes, the cakes went down really well. We had a little garden party outside in the garden for my three bestest friends who've had like missed 30th birthdays. Like another one has been like promoted at work and done like amazing things. Another one has had a baby. So we sort of had like a celebration of all of these things wrapped into one and I made them each a cake. But my friend who'd had the promotion didn't think that I would, I'd made her a cake. And then at the last minute, I was like, da-da, and I'd made three cakes. And it oh. went down very well. And it was just very sweet. It was like nice to do something. Like, yeah. I mean, yeah, seven hours of baking was a lot. But you know me. It's, it's my happy place. It's my relaxing place. And then, yeah, on Sunday, we just ate the cake. Was it Brilliant. hard to like chat for that long? Yeah, you're not used to like socializing. Yeah, guys, you're like, oh my god, blah, blah, blah. and then an hour in, you're like, okay, tired now. I think at the end, we all just couldn't be bothered to leave. Like, you know, what it's like yeah. a, that kind of everyone was just like, I want to leave, but that involves standing up, and like, yeah. I'm just not sure I could be bothered. Yeah. But it was so, yeah, it was like, it was just lovely. It was just so. Oh, that's definitely the peak of my week. Oh, nice girls' time. You need it sometimes. Oh, definitely. Yeah. Do you have anything else for your top five of the week? I just wanted to give a shout out to the recipe that I used for these gigantic cakes. <laughs> they turned out so, I could barely fit them all in the fridge. They turned out so big. I used a Claire Sappert's recipe from her book, Dessert Person, and it's just the birthday cake recipe. Oh, what is it? She calls it a yellow cake, which mm, I think for us, yeah, it's kind of like yellow cake, vanillary cake. So yeah. it's just a very vanillary, very vanillary sponge, actually. And it's got oil and butter in it. So it's super moist. I know it's a horrible word that everyone like hates, but I'd say it's, it's more like a desserty cake that you need a fork for. You know what I mean? Rather than, Rather than a fluffy, spongy cake that you might just eat with your hands, this is more of a put it on a plate and eat with a fork cake. Interesting. And then I made a cream cheese frosting. 
Because yeah. everyone loves cream cheese frosting. I find a buttercream a little bit too sickly. Oh my God, you're really making me overthink Grey's birthday cake. Sorry. It's coming weekend. <laughs> Sorry. Keep going. <laughs> and then I just decorated on the top with fresh fruit. Like they all had slightly different decorations on the top, but it was the same cake underneath. Um, yeah, it was, it was a really good cake. I was like, oh, I think I would, I'd make this again. I would make it again. Um, what about you? Have you got any other top fives? Yeah, I'm now like texting my sister, like maybe the cake recipe should be, uh, I'll send you the <laughs> one Anna used. I'll send you the Cream link. cheese. <laughs> I'm getting my sister to make Grace birthday cake. Oh, she's amazing at making cakes. Yeah, she's But she's best. more into the decorating. So we're just like, I don't know, use a random cake recipe. <laughs> I just didn't want her to do chocolate. I feel like it's too sweet. But anyway, I'll send, I'll send you a photo of the cake when it happens. Lovely. I've got top of the box this week. Of, of course. Of course. Of course. Um, another one that came via my mum, who was just, she's like me, full of recommendations. It's a film called Palmer. Have you heard of it? No, I haven't. It's got Justin Timberlake in. He's the main character. Oh, oh, yeah. this was the one where, oh my God, he was rec- he was filming it. Sorry, this is like real, like my celebrity gossip, love for celebrity I gossip see, coming I knew, So I was like, surely you know about this. Go yeah, on. he was... He got really drunk. They filmed it in New Orleans, I think. Yeah, maybe. I think so. And he got really drunk on a night out, and there's like photos of him being slightly inappropriate with a cult with a co-star. Oh, geez, I did not hear about any of this. Mm, Google it if you want some some hot tea celebrity gossip. I love how you always know the behind the scenes, but never actually see the thing <laughs> no, that it's about. I haven't seen the film though. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Okay, so it's called Palmer. Justin yeah. Timberlake's in it. Um, it's basically all about a relationship that forms between this young, he's a bullied young non-binary child who lives with a drug addict mum and her abusive boyfriend. And Justin Timberlake plays a man who's recently been released from prison after serving a 12 years for attempted murder. So it's a relationship that this man and this little boy build together. And it's quite like slow, but in a good way. Like my mum described it as like a feel good, just nice. If you want to just feel a bit fuzzy, it's easy to watch. It's it's nice. And I, I, I would agree. It's not like, oh my God, the best thing I've ever seen, but it's just like nice watch. You won't be just, you'd watch it and you'd say, that was good. That wasn't a waste yeah. of my time. Exactly. Um, and then in, related to that, I wanted to talk <laughs> talk about a watch like share repeat. Oh yeah. Which was actually posted on our Facebook page um, by someone called Philippa Joe. And it was a tweet that really made me laugh and just reminded me so much of me and you yeah and this whole situation and it says my whole life consists of people asking me if i've seen this movie and me telling them no i haven't seen that movie and then then tell them <laughs> and then them telling me i should see that movie and then me telling them i'll add it to the list but there is no list and i won't watch the movie <laughs> <laughs> and that is basically what me and anna do every week i recommend something to watch every week and is like oh that sounds really good i have to watch it and she never watches it and that's our podcast <laughs> and that is at home with lily and anna <laughs> <laughs> that's on new bio really, really oh my are. god I feel so like, I feel so seen <laughs> yeah that's what she said uh, on the Facebook page that's <laughs> probably so all the listeners who listen to me every recommend these stuff has anyone ever watched them am I talking to is anyone out there oh my god I have to say I'm actually I'm not like embarrassed by what we've been watching on the TV but every night we have a new routine <laughs> oh my god Lily I can't even say it's to you because you're gonna be like oh my god guys one one night we watch <laughs> One night we watch. Oh my god, what's it called? Oh, Your Garden Made Perfect. Yeah, nice. Okay, I approve. That's that's not so bad. And then the next night we watch Gardener's World. Wow, really into your garden. <laughs> and then the, then we're like, oh, it's a Your Garden Made Perfect night. <laughs> and the next day we're like, time for Monty Don in Gardener's World. Like literally. On repeat. Although I did actually watch um, the Great British Sewing Bee at the weekend, and it's fabulous. Wow, it's really that's quite a theme. It's like a BBC, <laughs> really, yes, kind of good BBC garden at yeah. home. <laughs> yeah, I like that's it. really my genre at the moment. Oh, I know that next week we're not going to do this because we're doing an episode with the boys, and yes. then it's our final episode. So just yes. to quickly get another one in there, we've just started watching something called Trying. And it's really funny about a couple that are struggling to get pregnant and they can't do IVF and then they decide to go down the adoption route. And it's all about, they're like a London-based couple. It's how they're like prepping to start the adoption process. And it's very funny. Okay. Um, Yeah. What's that on? 
We're watching it on Apple TV, actually. God, we literally have all the TV. It's so bad. <laughs> now TV, Apple TV. Everything. You know what I'm going to say now. <laughs> I'll add it to the list. Yeah, whatever. Whatever. <laughs> you won't. You won't. Just watch the behind the scenes, you know, like the funny yeah. YouTube clips about the actors. <laughs> yeah. That's enough. <laughs> Are you ready for this, Lily? The questions that everyone's like, I know you're not going to answer this one, but we're answering them. I'm, swe- I'm, I'm sweating, I'm but I'm ready. Book. I don't know I'm an open book. Let's, let's do it. Okay. I mean, I'll probably make you answer every question first, but <laughs> let's see. <laughs> okay. Patricia asked, looking into the future, where do you see your career going over the next couple of decades? Unfortunately, it seems like it becomes harder for women in the fashion, beauty, lifestyle industry to maintain a following or carve out space the older they get. Any other avenues or interest or backup plans? It's interesting because I don't I don't see it that way that it becomes harder for women to carve out space. I think it your I think it just changes. I think when you're in your early 20s in this industry, it's all about having the big audience and like the more the better and how many subscribers and growing and I think the older you get it's just more about having like a niche and a smaller but more engaged audience and I love that I've always been way more into that idea anyway so if anything I'm quite looking forward to like getting older and having like a more of a tight-knit audience I I think for us as well it's slightly different because we have already done this for 10 years we're thinking of the next 10 years and the next 10 years after that and it's like our audience tend to be around our age group. Not always. We have older readers and listeners. We have younger readers and listeners. But I think that there does tend to be that like your audience grows with you. Yeah. Everyone kind of is getting older together. And also I found this question really interesting because in I think you feel the same way. There are women in our industry doing incredible things in their 40s, in their 50s. I've got a little list yeah. here. I like wrote a little list Go of just on. like badass women. Erica Davies. We love her. Caroline Hirons, of course. Paula from Hill House Vintage, who has just had like a meteoric rise to fame on Instagram in the last year. She's done amazing things. Kate from Mad About the House. Like these, this is a short, I've got like- Mama's still got it. Yeah, Mama's still got it. Like Nadine Baggett. Like there is so many women we could put in that category who are just doing incredible things. And some of them again have been doing it for as long as we have. Some of them are slightly newer to the space. And they make me feel like, you know, my audience, things are changing now, but maybe now is the time to like take it a bit slower, enjoy time with like gray and, you know, have kids. And then knowing that I can like come back to this in like a big way and like have that kind of second wind once once kids are a little bit older, that makes me like look forward to that rather than feeling like it has to be like, go, go, go all the time. It's women with older children who are having this like second yeah. renaissance in their careers. And I, I find that personally really inspiring to look up to. Yeah. And it makes me feel really good and really positive about the future. And in terms of like future plans, I, it's tricky. You just, I, I feel like we're kind of always maneuvering. We're always changing. We're always trying out new things. Like, and, and you can't really plan more than that. You can't really plan more than six months really in advance of what we do but things are always changing and tweaking as we go what we're doing now it will not look like in 10 years time like it just won't it doesn't oh my god think of what we're doing 10 years ago (laughs) compared to what we're doing now it's completely different I think I've like quite I've cut down the amount that I create compared to when I started when I was like doing blog posts every day and two videos three videos a week and all of that I've cut it down I work part-time now so I'm doing like the smaller amount so I hope to always be doing what I'm doing and working with brands because I love it but I hope as my time increases and I get more time back I'd like to add something like new in to fill that time yeah so I'd like to keep what I'm doing now but instead of going back to doing like three videos a week and blog posts every day which I don't think is needed there's so much there's so much content out there now I think what, what we do now is perfect amount Oh, and prioritizing different platforms. I would just like to kind of find something else to add in that's maybe a bit a bit different, a yeah. different like business venture or something. I don't know what that is yet, but I feel like that will be that will be something like fun to also document and show the process and stuff. See, I think I think this is a good question to answer because I think it makes us both excited. We're like we're excited for what's happening around the corner. I don't think it's anything to yeah. be 
it's just having patience mm-hmm. it's having patience mm-hmm. and knowing like it's okay to take your foot slightly off the pedal a little bit for a while and don't have to freak out about it even though everyone else seems to be doing really cool stuff all the time. <laughs> <laughs> disclaimer quick disclaimer at the end sure sure <laughs> Kirsty said did you ever have a brand deal or collab lined up slash in the works that you were super excited about but it ended up not working out Anna, I know you just had the appointed collab, but do any of you have any dream collabs you'd love to have happen one day? I I was trying to think. I don't think I've got anything that I was like, oh my God, this is going to be amazing. And then it didn't happen. Although I remember for years, we kept trying to set up some sort of collaboration between me and Blink Brow Bar, which I was really excited about because I love them. I love what they do. And I'm genuinely like a customer. And I did a bit of filming for them for like another channel, I think. And we just kept trying to sort something and it kind of just didn't happen in the end. Um, so that's kind of something that came to mind. What about you? Do you have any? I was see. I think there probably is quite a lot of things over the years because everyone loves an exciting conversation. Yeah, you know what I mean. Like I think if you thought like if you actually like I mean yeah, there's probably just so many things that you can't remember them. But it's like there have definitely been <laughs> a lot of yeah. conversations. Everyone loves oh oh exciting conversation. We can do this. We can do that. And then you just never hear anything <laughs> ever yeah. again. Or what I find more common, it's not so much of like, did did you have a brand deal that didn't end up happening? It's more like, I'll work with brands that are so cool and it sounds really impressive, but actually all I'll be doing is like promoting an existing campaign they have, where it's like, so often I want to push that further and be like, well, why don't we create a collaboration where I make a makeup bag for you? And like, I want to do more, but often it's just like, we are thought of towards the end of the process. And it's like, we've come up with this whole campaign. Can you promote it? And it's like, oh, I just want some brands to come to us earlier and get us involved in that campaign earlier. I think that's, you know I mean? yeah, that's that's also what I've written in my notes is there's so many factors that play a part. So although something might sound really fun and exciting at the beginning, when you actually look into how much they would allow you to pick out, say, call it like a beauty box or something, for example. Yeah you know can you actually pick those products or are you picking those products from a list of 20 like yeah how much input do we actually have what are the logistics of this can people worldwide get this like I learned so much through doing that appointed collab in terms of logistics distribution like thank you so much to everyone who supported it but it is there's so many little tiny pieces of the puzzle that need to come together in order for both of us to be like this works we we want we're quite we want our audience to be happy like we we want you guys if we ever 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 are selling something directly to our audience like that it has to be perfect the product has to be amazing and ultimately me and Lily are both huge control freaks (laughs) and putting that power into someone else's hand when your face is the face of it I actually personally find quite stressful like letting that bit go yeah, we whenever people have come to us in the past to do things together, like the list of things, the requirements from us is so long, both, both based on things that we feel passionate about and also things that we know that there's no way we could get away with, you know. Without and we don't want to get away with. Want to. Yeah. No, exactly. I don't mean get away with, that's the wrong word, but like things that we just couldn't do, yeah. basically, or wouldn't do, don't want to. So the list is so long, like you said, like, is it international shipping? Because we've got an international audience. We yeah. don't want to just do a UK thing. Like, the list is so long that often things just never really get to that point. Yeah, exactly. So they, there you go. Kate yeah. said, this one's for you, Lily. I know Lily has mentioned before that she doesn't like being referred to as an influencer. I was wondering why that is. Do you think the name comes with negative connotations slash stereotypes? Uh, yeah, absolutely. I think it diminishes any hard work we put into at the beginning i saw like a meme once or like a little drawing whatever they're called it was like all about oh this is gonna sound terrible when i describe it but it's like how all the hard work at the beginning means that like yes maybe we can like take it a bit more chill now i don't know do you like that do you want that yeah Am I making any sense? No, no, Like no. at the beginning when we were working like multiple jobs and like all weekend and all night, like I feel like our job can look really easy. Anyway, I feel like the word influencer kind of just makes it sound like we woke up one day and started an Instagram account. I also mm. hate how it groups together so many different types of people in one category, including like people who go on a reality TV show, come out famous overnight, and suddenly we have the same job. And it's just not the case because we have totally different 
like business ethic, work ethic in terms of what jobs we would do and what jobs we wouldn't do and how we create content. And it's just different. It's just different business models. It's like we are yeah. not Daily Mail fodder celebrities, <laughs> like two different, completely yeah. different categories of Instagram people in my yeah. head. And also the word influencer implies that we are doing this with the purpose to influence. Whereas mm. we've always said this before, that's the after effect. Mm-hmm. That's something that just happens. It's not something we set out to do. Yeah, I think we we feel like, I mean, what we're doing now, me and Lily are sat here, got our microphones out, we're recording, we're creating content, like we're creating, hopefully, (laughs) entertainment, enjoyable content for people to consume. Like you said, the the effect that maybe we, I talk about that cake recipe and you go out and buy that book is secondary. I'm I'm doing it as a genuine recommendation. It's something that I've used and loved. Yeah, I I think Mm. you're right. It's, It's hard. It puts a lot of people into a very, very big, broad category, um, which sort of oversimplifies it, I guess. Yeah, I think so. It takes away from all the amazing things that we all did at the beginning to set up and create this industry, like, which is literally like, when I look back at those years of stuff that we did, and I'm like so proud of us, and I feel like it all just gets a bit lost. Yeah, I used to, really? I used to upload my YouTube videos underneath my work desk. How naughty <laughs> is that? Thank you, guys. <laughs> exactly. This one is juicy. Holly asks, I don't think you'd answer this one, but have you lost any YouTube friends along the way? Has anyone changed? And did anyone turn out to be not who you thought? I mean, how I would describe it, it's like any other workplace in that sense. Over the years, Lily and I have probably come into contact with thousands of people, whether that's PRs, brand managers, makeup artists, other content creators, people who just do YouTube, people who just do TikTok. I don't know, actually, maybe we we don't really hang out with cool people like that. But, you know, so many people (laughs) that we've come into contact with and just like a workplace, just like real world, you are not going to think the sun shines out of everyone's asses. Like, that's just normal. It's... Some people might enjoy my videos. Some people might not. That's going to be the same with people that we meet at events, at launches, on on trips, whatever. It it just happens. It's normal. It's natural. I don't think we like lost friends, but I think what happens is you just don't develop into a friendship with everyone. Like you'll have like a surface level, like work relationship. When we used to go to events all the time, you'd see people. And then some people that would go further and you'd start talking about things that aren't work related and like me and you and then yeah. and then you suddenly have an actual friendship and just that just doesn't happen with everyone like it would in a workplace um there are still some people that I was friends with back in the day who I dm all the time and you guys probably have absolutely no idea that we even talk um, but we'll always bond over the fact that we have the same bizarre job yeah um close friends on instagram is a great thing and I feel like a lot of us <laughs> bond over that oh my god no close friends Lily you're into close friends it stresses me out I did one close friends recently to like say that I was pregnant before I like put it on general you know like everyone else and the whole thing was so stressful I was just like (laughs) that's because it was a big secret (laughs) no it was horrible I would never put anything like juicy on there like it's more just like I don't know it's just it's nice it's almost like using Instagram but also some people do I'm just gonna say like some some people oh my god some people's close friends (laughs) and I'm like are you not and then the next the the story that follows is always like oh my god shit I really thought I just that's the problem (laughs) (laughs) anyway so there are people who you probably saw us vlog with years ago yeah you think we fell out with that we still chat to we're just not like friends like we're different ages or we live in different places or I don't know I think you just gravitate to different people but there hasn't been anyone along the way that we've like fallen out with no. at all everyone in our industry I think is like most people that we've come across are really decent we all just kind of naturally click with different people I, I I'd written as well about like yeah you'd be surprised how close some people are in dms and yeah the, the people that you know, we might message almost practically on a daily basis, but we've never really, I mean, maybe back in the day we did, did collabby type YouTube videos. Like just because we don't do that doesn't mean we're not friends with other people. Yeah, Um, that's such an old school thing. Like it very quickly became apparent to me that actually the people I really liked when I met up with them, I wanted to just chat to them. I didn't want to vlog. So actually it was the opposite. You'd see the people that I didn't really like. (laughs) 
because then I'd have to vlog. <laughs> do you know what I mean? Or like, it's the opposite. The people you really want to spend time with, you don't show on, on the internet. Yeah. So there you go. I'd say most yeah. most people, 99.9% are good eggs. And yeah. Yeah. Honestly, There's been no drama with us really, has there? I can't think of any drama. I can't be faff with that. Jesus Christ. No. No. Um, but yeah, some honestly close friends, like too scary for me though. Too scary for me. <laughs> I did that one. Honestly, everyone was like, more close friends from you. Like more. I was like, no, that was too stressful. <laughs> Never again. Oh. <laughs> Emma, this is like a threefold question. So it's quite a long one. A very random question, but how long does it take to make one video? Planning, shooting, editing, liaising with brands, social media comments, etc. Imagine it takes longer than we think. Do you ever feel deflated or conversely elated when a video gets fewer slash more views than you'd expect? Is this ever something you monitor? And also, have you ever made the decision not to produce certain content again based on views? Thank you. Okay. That's a lot. <laughs> I might work backwards because I feel like they make more sense backwards, the questions, if, if that makes sense. I feel like I only really make vlogs anymore. Um, and that is kind of based on views. Like I feel a bit guilty for it because vlogs are technically, I guess, easier to make because you're just filming the content as you do your life. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Rather than like sitting out and spending sitting down and spending four hours filming something that's separate to your day. Yeah. So vlogs feel easier to do. And I definitely do that more because I don't and I find that frustrating. If I sit down and did like a beauty video, what's in my makeup bag? It just wouldn't get good views. And I guess that's just how my audience have grown and changed and that they've decided they'd like to see more of like my life. And I find that frustrating because vlogging is very all-consuming. It's very personal. And sometimes you just don't want to share your life. Yeah. So I do find that quite tricky that sometimes I just want to, I, I get jealous of people who can just sit down and do their makeup and that's their video for the week. Mm. And they don't have to show their whole day on a Sunday. But I also feel like I don't want to, it, 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 for me, it's more effort to sit down and do a sit down video that's the video that requires the planning and the shooting and the there's a lot more effort that goes into that so it doesn't make sense for me to spend more time and effort on something that's gonna get less views and and not as good feedback yeah so I'm constantly torn with that I find that bizarre like the easier videos get the better feedback and then I get guilty and I'm like oh but I'm not doing these overly produced videos but then no one likes them when I do them yeah this this is the hard <laughs> thing and ultimately it would it would be a poor business model to not monitor views somewhat you're not going to base yeah. your whole youtube strategy or editorial calendar on what you think is going to get views but ultimately you are going to factor that in like it would be a bad yeah. business model not to if you just continue to make videos that people are like i have no interest in this <laughs> like because it's not a money thing you barely you barely barely make money on, on like youtube and views it doesn't differ that much but it's more just for like you just want to know you, you want to keep your audience happy yeah we've, we've worked 10 years for this like it, yeah. of course of course you want to make videos that people want to watch of course that's only yeah. natural so i think that's that kind of question done and then honestly sometimes vi videos from nowhere can like really hit a nerve and be quite popular sometimes videos are quite like a long um they're a slow burner you've probably got ones like this i did one oh it's like the newborn essentials those are yeah. ones you know people google yeah, yeah there's there's some sometimes you'll do one i did one about like packing a oh my god packing on like a carry-on bag for, for going on holiday yeah it didn't get crazy amazing views straight away but i think it's one of my most watched videos because people yeah. have watched it over the years so occasion that's like the weird thing with views occasionally you don't really know you sort of you throw it out there or you try something a bit different like you do a recipe video and actually people really like it or people don't really watch it like you have to mix it up every now and again but Lily's right like it's 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 a hard toss-up of people I, th I feel like right now the YouTube culture is very into vlogs like yeah. everyone loves a vlog online but Lily's right, like sometimes you don't want to share your day or you don't want to be so personal. You just want to talk about fashion or clothes or what skincare you're using or that kind of thing. And that's a that's a tricky balance to try and find. So even if you decide you want to do a fashion video, you kind of have to make it sound a bit vloggy. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. You can't just sit down and do those sit down videos. I feel like are so gone. My video, my video for Sunday actually is quite just like me trying on some clothes and like going yeah. sort of back to that just because... 
yeah, sometimes you don't, I don't want to vlog every week or, or yeah. my life is not that interesting. Like, especially right now, we've, we're still at this sort of, you know, semi-lockdown, not really like going anywhere or doing that much. So yeah, I think that, that's been a really interesting thing over the last year is people want, people kind of want that homely vlog content. But then after a year of just doing that, it, I don't know, for me, I, I'm kind of ready to do new things and like try some different formats and different topics. Hmm. What's the longest part of the process for you of a video? I wonder, like, if hmm. someone was like, how long does it take to edit? Vlogs are quite quick because you're literally just chopping all the, it's not quick because you still have to actually do it, but you're just chopping all the clips together. I guess when things have like cutaways, that's when it starts taking a bit longer and you have different layers to a video. If you see like a makeup video and they, they hold up a product to the screen, that's when editing, I guess, takes a little bit longer. Yeah, I shot this this fashion video that's going live on Sunday is like a kind of new in like haul thing. And I wanted to like make it a bit fancy. I was like, how can I make this a bit fancy? Like, you know, I want to, I want to, what do I enjoy when I'm watching a video? And I was like, oh, I really enjoy seeing different ways to style it. So for each item, I have tried on three different outfits and I've done cutaways of three different outfits of like different ways that I'd style it. Um, so that meant that I had to change my outfit. It was either 18 times or 21 times. I can't remember, but it was so many times. Yeah. And I'm at that point where I'm like struggling to get my shoes on and off a little bit. So it really, it just, it sounds silly, but putting on those 21 outfits and also, you know, you want to make sure each outfit is different. You want to feel good yeah. in each outfit. Like you want to make sure everything fits. Like that took like a solid two-ish hours, yeah. two and a half hours. The setting up, the tight actually with the setting up and the tidying up was probably about three hours of just like shooting that B-roll footage. Um, so yeah, it's one of those things. You will see those cutaways for approximately 20 seconds. <laughs> like yeah. such a short thing that actually takes quite a while. And obviously that takes Mark quite a while in the editing as well. See, and this is what kills me because I did like a video a bit like that a while ago and it took, with the editing, it took probably the whole day and then it just didn't go down as well as my Oh, other you videos. did such a good one about winter. This is your like winter so essentials. so much effort yeah, in and so I really nice. planned it and I filmed and edited yeah. it, everything. And and then it's like comes down to what you call it and like people just decide like, oh no, I'd rather watch someone else's like vlog and oh, yeah. I don't know. I, it depends I what else is, in it. depends what else has gone live that weekend as well. Like, you know, it's, it's, it's a tricky one. But um, yeah, I would say, I'd say on the whole, videos probably do take longer than you think. Alice asked, oh, plus, oh, there must have been another one. Plus is like a little additional question. Plus, <laughs> what are your thoughts and feelings about Zoe's sex toy scandal? She did put that in um, inverted comments. From the perspective of a secondary school teacher, I love the fact that sex toys and female masturbation are being talked about more openly, but there's still a major difference and taboo between boys and girls in that department. If you don't know what she's talking about, she's talking about Zoe Zoella. So on on Zoella channel, which is like separate to Zoe's personal channel, they did like a story on sex toys and yeah. masturbation. Uh, I mean, I'm just I was a bit like shocked that there was such a reaction. I'm quite a prude. Like I don't really talk about this stuff, you know, even with like my friends that much. But I don't care. Like it doesn't it doesn't like horrify me. I'm just like I don't know. I I was baffled at the reaction. There was, honestly, it got on Daily Mail. Like, there was, like, huge news articles about it. I think it's great. There was stuff about the national curriculum. Like, it was, <laughs> it was, it, yeah, you're right. It kind of came out of nowhere, really blew up. And I totally agree with Alice. There is such a huge disparity between talking about boys masturbating and talking about girls masturbating. And why are we making girls feel bad for seeking pleasure. Like it's a bad thing. Pathetic. Like it's a yeah. bad thing, like like self-pleasure. Why is that a bad thing? It's natural. It's normal. Like it should be normalized. It should be spoken about. Like Absolutely. It would change so many things. Like if they talk about this at a younger age, like God, it would just make such a difference for when girls are older. Yeah. And a difference to like boys. And I think it, I think it's a great thing. And anyone who doesn't really want to talk about it doesn't have to. They're not being forced to. You don't to, have but... to click on it. If you don't want to read that article, that's fine. Yeah. But I think it's a really, shelter kids from it. I think, yeah, I think it's a really important thing to talk about. And it's so, it seems like we live in a world where it's really okay to talk about boys jacking off, but like, oh, how yeah. dare a girl do the same? Like she is a lady. And it's like, it's, yeah. it's just ridiculous. It's natural. It's normal. And I totally agree with Alice. And I will also say that for Zoe, I find it baffling for her. 
she I feel like she could be 50 and people will still be like she has a teenage audience (laughs) it's like she doesn't (laughs) well people say that about YouTubers in general don't they but yeah that's ridiculous I feel like just because once upon a time you had a teenage audience you're just forever going to have a teenage audience which really isn't the case Zoe is in her 30s now and she is a grown-ass woman and if she wants to okay an article on her website about sex toys then that is completely fine there is nothing wrong with that i also have another point zoe was pregnant secretly when all of this was going on oh my god was she i think i think so i'm pretty sure the timings would have worked out that she would have been like very early days pregnant and it's a huge a huge lesson in just there was that there was the gif that went round the gif not the gif an infographic that went round on instagram of like what you know about someone's life on social media in a tiny little circle. And it's just, it's further proof of that. Like, you know, she was feeling pretty shit, not having a great time in her early pregnancy days. And then she goes on to Daily Mail and there's something about like the national curriculum and sex toys on her website. It's like, can we all just calm down, simmer down and be a bit nicer to each other? Amen, well said. Thanks. I really got on my soapbox about that. It's really, it really upsets me. This whole, oh my god, how god, how dare girls masturbate? How yeah, it bothers me. There you go. (laughs) You hit a nerve. (laughs) Okay, Sabrina asked, "Do you use skincare or beauty products that you don't tell us about?" Yes, people love this. People love like secrets it's like i feel like there's this weird expectation when you are an online content creator that you and i have the expectation on myself as well that you have to share everything (laughs) like can i eat something without telling people i'm eating it can i use something like and i had this when when i got my peloton that was the first experience of like (laughs) this is a real effort to not share it it's bizarre like how we we give our whole lives to the internet um do i use probably I don't know if it's on purpose but I'm sure I do I don't really talk about everything I use yeah I definitely do I'd say it's rarely though and it's because the shade range of something is crap and I'm trying to use it up so I can like purchase something it's an old product I'm trying to use up so I can purchase something from a more inclusive brand um yeah so yes for sure Oh, like they, it would be wasteful. It'd be wasteful just to throw these things away. Yeah. So if you don't want to recommend it, if you think it's too expensive or like, yeah, maybe we got sent something that's like quite nice and I'll use it, but I don't think it's something I want to recommend to people. Yeah. I'm thinking of something like the Augustinus Bader Rich Cream, which I absolutely yeah. love. That Dior foundation that we love, but like comes in four shades like, and it's disgusting. Comes in four shades. Yeah, it's I'm just still ridiculous. gonna like use it up. Like you said, I don't want to waste it. You don't want to waste I'm not it. Recommend it. Um, but yeah, the, that fancy cream. I'd rather use up till the very end before I say before I'm saying that I'm using it because if it is so expensive and I am going to recommend it, I want to like use up the whole thing because I'm like this thing yeah. is so expensive. <laughs> I don't want to like. Yeah. I don't know. I don't want to use something for three days. It's like over a hundred pounds. And be like, guys, I think this is so good. Like, yeah, you know. Well, so I've probably got like a shower full of stuff that I don't talk about because that's really boring to tell you what shower gel I'm using this week. Unless it was amazing. Unless it was amazing, you're probably just going to use it up. Yeah. Even if it is amazing, sometimes I feel like I'm just a bit too product pushy, and sometimes I just feel like I don't want to. <laughs> I don't know. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Unless it's a huge recommendation. Yeah. No, I agree with that. It feels like it has to be special. Um, so yeah. the answer is yes. But if it was ever anything that you needed to know about or we felt really strongly about, you'd know about it. Yeah. There you go. Katie asked, has your career ever caused conflict between you and your family members? Has your family ever taken issue with something that you have chosen to share or not share online? I've seen this question pop up a lot over the years and I think people are always intrigued to know like how does your family feel about what you do and are they okay with it and I don't know about you but for me it's always been like flip it the other way around totally (laughs) like my family are cool they are happy they love it if anything the conflict has been the other way around it it's weird because I live such a public life you'd think that I'm not private but I'm very precious about what I do keep private. Yeah. Almost to like a bit of an insane control level. And so I get frustrated that I can't control the people around me and what they do. Yeah. So like, for example, if someone in my family sets up a public Instagram page, 
and puts their full name and where they live, that would like <laughs> freak me out because I'm like, well, then they're going to see that you're following me and then someone's going to go through my list and find you. And then, <laughs> oh, and I get like a bit hysterical about that. I find it hard that I can't control what everyone else in my, like my family do basically. I yeah. can protect myself and my family and I know what the rules are, but not everyone else knows the rules. They don't know, they don't understand what it's like to have a big following online and they don't know what you should and shouldn't do with that. Yeah. And like, what's okay to say and what have, what if one of my friends that I've publicly recommended my followers follow, what if they put something online that's like totally inappropriate and controversial? That would just reflect badly on me. And then or like <laughs> they tag me in something that I don't want them to tag me in. Like, oh, it's the other way around. Lily's I like, get very stressed. Lily's like it. spiraling down into a hole. I'm like, what? You <laughs> often like tag your friends and things. And I'm always like, oh, wow. Do you think? Like, I don't do that. Yeah, I see you often do it. And I'm like, I don't do that because then that puts such a pressure on my friends to then have to like play the game, not play the game, no game, but like (laughs) then they have the long list of things they can't talk about online like I do. Whereas I just want them to be normal people online. I feel like I tag people who have like food accounts. Yeah. They're just food accounts. Like they're not, you know what I mean? They're not gonna. What if they eat kangaroo, Anne? What if they eat kangaroo? (laughs) (laughs) I feel a bit differently about, yeah, a friend who posts like recipes they like. I'm like, oh, it's kind of inoffensive. I... Yeah, I would say my family aren't as into what I do as Lily's family are. Not not in like a bad way, but I feel like your family would see all of your Instagrams, like see all of your stuff. Like my mum, she doesn't have Instagram. I think my yeah, dad does and he occasionally, he occasionally likes things and he might like show my mum, but like they don't, they don't engage with anything that I do. Like they would never watch a video, never watch a video. They'd find it too weird They'd find it strange. They're like, oh, it's you, but it's like internet you. You know what I mean? It's it's like, they. I think they feel like they're encroaching and they're watching my work. Like I wouldn't yeah. want to go and watch my parents at work every day. So they feel like it's my space. So they don't really watch. I think my sister occasionally does. Like I haven't, I haven't seen my sister for two years now. Oh my oh, God. She's so sad. So I think she watches in more of a, I think sometimes she listens to the podcast as well. She like listens and watches in more of a like, What's Anna up to these days? If she's like missing me or something, she'll like watch stuff. But they're really not, not not interested in a bad way. They're 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 very interested. They're very supportive, but they don't they don't want to encroach on like what what they'd see as my space. I guess. Yeah. And I don't really want to share them. I've I've done videos with my sister occasionally because she's wanted to, but I again I'm kind of I, I prefer to keep that side of things like personal. Yeah. I remember it added a whole other element of this as well when I had Grey. Yeah. I don't know if you might find the same, but I remember like my friends or family who do have public Instagrams, I'd be like, remember you have to check with me. Like if you take a photo with Grey, like you can't just put it on there and people are like, oh, can I put this one? And oh, it's just so annoying. It was like another element of something to think about. Yeah. I've, oh my God, I haven't even... I find sharing my pregnancy stressful enough. I'm like, can't even imagine what it is like when a child is here. Like, we'll cross that bridge when we come to it. Close friends, close, close friends. friends. <laughs> <laughs> oh, okay, Abby asked, might be too personal. Never, Abby. Nothing's too personal for the unedited The unfiltered episode. episode. Unfiltered. But something I wish was talked about more. Do either of you experience a loss of sex drive from time to time? Or maybe as you've got older, your sex drive has gone down or up. Lily, was it different when you're trying for a baby? Side note, we asked for this question before Anna announced she was pregnant. So I feel like that (laughs) question could be to both of us. Um, Does your drive go up? Asking more just to start a general conversation around this topic. Also, hello from Canada. Love spending my Sunday mornings watching you both. Thanks, Abby. I mean, I'm not from Canada. <laughs> Hello okay. to Hi Canada. To Canada. <laughs> um, okay, there's lots of questions in there. Yeah. So start with the when you're trying for a baby, which you kind of covered briefly before. Does your drive go up? I mean, that's different, isn't it? You haven't got, there's no sexiness. There's no like, woo. No, if anything, I found it really like serious. <laughs> yeah, it's hard to get in the mood because you're like, all right, come on, let's go. And you're like, well, that's not normally how it starts, is it? <laughs> it's time. Although, obviously, you're, for me, my hormones around my time of ovulation made me want to have sex. Like, that's partly how I knew I was like, oh, this is happening. Because I was like... You were so in tune with your body, though. Like, I was, like, ready for it. So it was yeah. it was fun to have sex when I actually, like, really wanted to have yeah, sex. Yeah, but not three times. Well, I mean, yeah, this is... 
I feel like I can't really talk about the whole like trying for a baby. I'm like, no, but I don't mean that. But as in like, even if you're in the mood when you're ovulating, you're in the mood once, you're not in the mood to do it like three times over two days. Or three times, yeah, three times a day. Oh, no, thank you. No, (laughs) thank you. (laughs) No. Yeah, try for a baby is not sexy. It's just like logistical. There actually was a question that was put in the group for next week's episode, which is with the boys, but I just vetoed it because I was just like, there is no way that Mark will talk about this publicly on the podcast. And it was like, how are you and Mark finding sex like now now that you've, you're pregnant? Is it weird? And I would say it's not, it's not weird in like a Mark is grossed out by me way. Like Mark thinks I look amazing and he says lovely things to me every day. But I genuinely feel like our son is in there and he's got his eye open and he's looking down the hole and he's like, hello. Like, it's so unsexy in that way. Like, I am not feeling sex. No, I'm not feeling sexy at all. And someone commented and was like, oh, when I was pregnant, like, I felt really sexy. We had sex. It's going to be different for everyone, guys. It's going to be different for everyone. But for me, I feel like our son is in between us and he's watching I mean, they say that it doesn't go anywhere near, but when you've had an internal pregnancy scan before, which I had to have with Gray, they didn't go very far <laughs> up to find it, you know? <laughs> it's just, I don't understand, but no, I get it. Like, it's, yeah. It's not it's sex. Not, it's not practical. For, no. for me personally, I would say my sex drive during pregnancy, everyone's like, oh, you wait, like you're going to be mad for it. And I, I have not experienced that at all. I am unmad for it. <laughs> We're, we're intimate in other ways you know we hug and we snuggle and it's lovely but in terms of like actual doing the deed it's too much we both think about him I think when you're pregnant it's actually the guy that kind of goes off it a bit because they don't really especially first time I think they don't really understand like what they can and can't do and they're a bit like oh, I don't know my place here I think normally I think um there was a really funny um update on my pregnancy app about like can I have sex when I'm pregnant and it was basically saying there is no man in the world who has a big enough penis that it would cause a problem. Like literally, I read it, I was laughing so much. I was laughing so much at this at this app. I read it out to Mark. He was like, it didn't say that. I was like, oh, you let me read it. I'm gonna read it out to you because it really did. That's so funny. Okay, what about in general? In general, like she said, uh, do either of you experience a loss of sex drive from time to time? Or maybe as you've got older, your sex drive has gone down or up. I also think the pill massively affects this. And can I say, yeah. I was on the pill from the age of 16 to like 30. Yeah, I was on the pill for over So I don't years, even know what my natural sex drive is. I think, oh God, this is so like TMI, but I've always had quite like a low sex drive and I've always been quite self-conscious of it as well. Yeah, I know what you mean. I know what you mean. But I, th- I think it is, it's normal to feel to have it fluctuate right like sometimes you'd be more up for it and sometimes you you're not yeah but i think if you're on the pill it doesn't fluctuate like it should yeah i when you're not i think that when you're not on the pill it fluctuates because like you said when you're ovulating you are more in the mood so the pill kind of just like dulls that and i don't think there was enough chat about that and i didn't know i think i i agree with you that i think when i was on the pill i was definitely less sex driven than i was when i came off the pill yeah. And my natural hormones like kicked in. It's a different, yeah, I agree that it, it dulls it slightly. Yeah. I found the same. And there's quite a lot of pressure, I think, when you kind of chat to friends and everyone does have a different sex drive and you hear some friends that are like, oh my God, you're mad. I'd do it every day if I could. And you're like, oh my God, what's wrong, what's wrong with me? But like, everyone's so different. I love that girl chat when you've had a couple of drinks and the guy's like in another room and you've had a couple of drinks. Oh, obviously, this is not now, boo. You've had a couple of drinks and they're like, oh, <laughs> And everyone talks about how much they have sex per week. And you're just, there's some people I can't look at in the same way again. I'm like, oh, really? Oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> like, good for I you. Know. My favorite is now me and all my, like most of my friends have had kids. We just all bond over the fact that that we we have like a code name for it. God, I'm really showing too oh, much. No. Me and my like little friendship group, we call it sushi. Don't know sushi? Why, I don't know where that oh, came from. Know. And now we just have a running joke that we're just like, oh, when someone says something, we're like, oh, sushi. And they're like, yeah, right. I haven't had sushi for like three years. <laughs> like, it's just like, a <laughs> it's just, I love it. I think I kind of like being old and miserable. When you talk with your friends, like, you just realize that everyone is different. Everyone is different. There's no 
perfect amount of times have sex every week there's no it, yeah. everyone in their own like little partners is different and that is completely yeah. okay and whatever and it works will change over you. time yeah. yeah exactly it depends on i think it depends so much on your lifestyle and, and external factors and what's going on in your life i think stress massively yeah. affects it and, like life and busyness and if someone's going through a really shit time they're probably not going to feel very sexy and that's okay yeah. and i think it's really important to talk about this in your relationships with people like if you're not Mm. feeling it just talk about it and say like I'm not feeling it because of xyz it's not you it's not like an issue with you it's I it's me because of this reason I think it's so important to talk about it because I think otherwise yeah one of you might be like oh my god it's me like what's happening like but it's very normal for it to fluctuate it's very yeah I really agree wow there you go tea unfiltered indeed my mom listens to this podcast. <laughs> she doesn't. Oh my God, you can't let this. She does. Okay, she can't listen to this one. She does. And I, she doesn't tell me she does, but she'll just randomly text me and be like, I tried that cake recipe that Anna recommended. And then I'm like, wait a minute. She recommended that on the podcast. <laughs> what? <laughs> and, Go away, mom. And Jing asked, influence a trend that you don't like. I have one word for this. Ooh. I think you'd be able to guess it. I think we might have the same one. Really? No, I don't know. No, go on, you do yours. Reels. Oh, just reels in general? <laughs> it's just reels. <laughs> reels. Oh, wow. I like a reel. It's not an influence, a trend. It's a tool. It's part of our job. <laughs> it's like a function. Oh, I like a reel. I just, I, I really, I'm struggling to find a way to make reels work for me. You know? Oh, yeah, same. But I like, I quite like watching them. Do you? You go on the reels and then you just scroll. Yeah, sometimes. I never do that. I like video content, I think, over like static images. I feel like when a static image, I'm like, I want to see the back. I want to see the, <laughs> I want to see what's behind there. Or like, I don't know. I just feel like photos are so fake. Okay. Videos are harder to fake. So if you were on Instagram, right, if you, as a viewer, you're about to go on Instagram, would you rather scroll through reels, scroll through Instagram stories or scroll through main IG feed? I always go to stories first. Oh, always. always. Stories. Yeah, agreed. Spent hours there, scroll through the feed, <laughs> realize they're, they're posts from like days ago, get annoyed at the algorithm. And then reels would be my last. Okay. But I like when reels show up on my feed. Okay. I think if reels are done well, I like them. And I, I, I kind of took my foot off the pedal a bit, but I hope I can get back into them. I do enjoy making them. I feel like they can be quite fast to make and like spontaneous. And I feel like they're quite engaging. I feel like but I get Instagram it. need to do a reels workshop with you as the person like doing it because you make you make me want to do reels and then I look I'm like oh I'm just not cool enough for this oh yeah there's a lot of shit out there as well and I hate the pointy at the text one we hate the pointy at the text one we've spoken about that before go on what is your pet hate then mine is starting a reel in underwear and this I don't mean this to sound bitchy it's pure jealousy because I can't do it I'm telling you I'm honest like I can't do it and when the first person who did it and I know who the first person is and I have mad respect for her when she first did it it was great because it was just her building an outfit and it worked but as soon as people start copying it and it becomes a trend then it gets weird why every time I open Instagram why every reel start with someone in a bra knickers I don't understand so I respect how it started, yeah. but I don't like that it's now a trend. Like, I just don't need to see you in your underwear before you... And it's a bit clickbaity for me. It's like, oh, that's how you're going to keep people watching. Oh, I think for me, that would be like a pure jealousy thing right now. Is I'm just yeah, like, oh my God. Look <laughs> it's at, for me too. Like, look at that perfectly fitting bra. Like, damn. Look, <laughs> look at that smooth stomach and skin. It's like not hairy. And like, I'm like, oh my God, the bikini line maintenance is yeah. like... <laughs> Never. Well done. I could never <laughs> ever start a reel in my underwear. Like it is amazing. I'm just like, wow, look at their bodies. But, yeah. I'm trying to take like bump photos and I'm just like, oh, there's just too much hair here. <laughs> like, just no, I'm never gonna use this photo. It's horrible. Yeah. Oh, I never shared any of no. my like naked bump photos. No. I just kept them for myself. They're awful. I share them with you. Yeah, They're hilarious. Uh, also, I've put here showing perfection. It's quite general, but like an influence trend, like I don't like it when everything looks perfect. I like when people show a little bit of like the raw imperfection. Oh, see, I think you're so much better at this because I just feel so vulnerable sharing that. Yeah, but that's fine. I don't think you have. I don't think you have to show vulnerability if you don't feel comfortable with it. I wouldn't say that you share perfection. Okay. You don't share vulnerability without showing perfection. I don't know how you found that balance, but you have. I wouldn't class you as someone that shows perfection. Okay. You know what I mean. When things just look a bit too 
perfect and lovely and like well to be fair you know editing like editing face tuning changing your body like anything that goes into that category we bothered we don't like no way we don't like although sometimes i do quite like a filter on stories (laughs) just when you're feeling a bit when you're feeling a bit naff you're like ooh, Ooh. but not when you're like promoting like ooh, stars around my head lovely (laughs) (laughs) this goes back Kind of to earlier, I wonder if Lily has any more like instances of this. Is there anything you own that you deliberately keep hidden off camera? Thinking of how well Lily hid her Peloton has me curious. I never used to, but yeah, I definitely do now. And I'm not going to share it. Oh, do you know what? The internet has become a heavy place and it's the one part of the job that I struggle with. And even though most of the things are understandable, I often feel like I could literally post anything i could post me drinking this glass of water and someone would reply being like do you not think that's a waste of water like that do you know what i mean it's a my the list of things you can't talk about online is just getting out of hand yes so yeah i have things i don't talk that i have that i don't talk about because i can't the mental i haven't got the mental capacity to deal with the dms and I don't need to. It's my house. It's my choice what I do with it. And I don't need to deal with people being angry at me for decisions that I've made. I think there's, I think if you spoke to anyone, if you spoke to anyone who does what we do on the internet, they would say yes to this. My, like, what I can think of for me is obviously <laughs> my pregnancy. Um, and I, I would have, if I could have done a Kylie Jenner, I would have, like, quite honestly. Like, I really find talking about pregnancy online quite difficult it makes you feel really vulnerable it yeah there's definitely like it's a learning curve and I sort of share I share like a bit and then like oh god that's too much I can't believe I said that and then I want to like take it back and I can't so I think I I'm like testing the waters and I put things out and then I'm like oh no not good like take that back yeah and it makes me realize I'm maybe I'm just cut out to talk about pregnancy in quite a surface level kind of way like I'm just not sure I'm like mentally cut out to talk about things (laughs) things <laughs> too deeply yeah and also once you put your pregnancy body online it's out there for public consumption and it it's a lot it's a lot people love people in real life as well just love discussing your body and its changes and I really don't like that at all well have you had people talk like comment on your bump size people love talking I told you one of my mates keeps telling me how gigantic I am <laughs> yeah but online I mean yeah I just I just think Ugh. Just check, just my body changes and I just, it, it makes me feel really uncomfortable. So I'm just trying, I'm trying to learn like personally what I feel comfortable with and I'm trying to learn those boundaries and you kind of don't know until you've shared it and then you're like, oh, that was too much. <laughs> yeah. I mean, that's how I feel about like things that I get added to this imaginary list I have in my head. Yeah. Like I'll talk about something and I'll think, right, I'm going to post a story. Let me just triple check. Is there anything <laughs> offensive? Am I going to offend anyone? Is there anything controversial? Nope. I'll post it and then there'll be like a backlash. And I'll be like, oh my God, I, I did not expect that. I had no idea. Now I'm like, right, can't talk about that ever again. Yeah, you, you, you sort of, you just don't know that. So I, I feel like there's even things I might have put up. Like last week's video, I'm like, oh, but I've spoken so like openly in the video that I put up like last weekend. Probably not. Like it, It's such a shame because it just yeah. closes people off slowly 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 which is becoming less and less open and honest online which is the opposite of what we should be doing but I don't blame everyone because guys if you saw our dms it's so much to have to take in when it when when the content is personal it's not like we're just making like it's not like we're a company who are just talking about handbags like we're talking about our our homes and our families and our lives so it's intense to have to read shit yeah and I think for me I'm just like there's there's obviously things I'm gonna feel comfortable sharing but I'm just I'm learning what the boundaries are for that and, yeah. I, and I feel so I feel so differently talking about basically everything else but I'm just like talking about my pregnancy my body my my personal experiences I find it really I just find that quite hard to to, yeah. to get any kind of feedback on quite honestly like good or bad I find it quite intense so yeah, yeah. there you go that's my food for thought on that one Oh, this one from Edith is makes me laugh. Edith asked, what is something you wish more people knew about you? Just that I'm not a bitch. Well, I don't I know about like... that, Lily. Well, I don't know about that. <laughs> I genuinely feel like from years of when I like used to read like stuff about me or like the odd comment that comes in on my YouTube, I just think there's like a general consensus online that I'm like 
a bit of a like negative mean i'm horrible to rich like this they they, i feel like people make me out to be awful and i'm like i just want people to know i'm actually really a nice person i'm a very good friend i'm very kind very thoughtful and i may be sarcastic and like maybe me and rich don't have like massive pdas because we're just not those people but like there's so much that you don't see offline and i just think i'm a much better human being than I seem online. I I think you're a bit misunderstood online because you you are raw and you are real and you do tell it how it is. Like that's just you as a person. Like you you're quite a. I think I find it quite funny. You and Mark, when you're together, can like spar each other quite well because neither <laughs> of you really like backs down. Like you you would quite enjoy a healthy debate. Like, but that doesn't make you a bad person. Like you're a very thoughtful. You're actually such a thoughtful friend. You're such a thoughtful friend. This weekend, you voice noted me like all day, all day to make sure I was okay. And it was really lovely. And she sent me like a really thoughtful card when I got pregnant. And you sent me barbecue hula hoops when I was pregnant. Like little things like that. You're you're very, very thoughtful. I'm I'm just very self-deprecating. Like often I want other people to look better. So I'll make Rich look better in my content or other people. And I'll put myself down, which I always kind of thought was like a funny thing. But what I've realized is I've almost trained my audience to be like me <laughs> and be self-deprecating to me. And I'm like, oh God, what have I done here? Like, I'm just not fairies and rainbows and that doesn't translate well online. Yeah, that, I think that's the hard That's the hard thing is there's a lot of things that just don't translate well online. Like, yeah. I have written for this. There is nothing less funny than someone describing themselves as funny. <laughs> like if you went on yeah. a date and you were like, I'm really funny, promise. You'd be like, oh God, this person is so not funny. This is terrible. So I'm just going to leave it at that. And I think the internet doesn't take dry humor very well at all. It takes things very literally. Jokes do not translate. And so there's, there's, there's this almost filtering that you have to do because you'd be like, oh, if I was sharing this on close friends or I was sharing this with my friends, I'd say X, Y, Z. And then you're like, oh, that does... No, that just doesn't. Yeah, <laughs> like, that just doesn't translate well, or it, or it could be misinterpreted. Or yeah. yeah, I'm glad we have the podcast for you because I feel like the podcast has let your personality really shine through. Because if someone just followed you on Instagram, it would be really hard to know Me. that much about yeah. you. Whereas you're, I think there's so much more to you than you see online. Oh, I probably give too much online, whereas I think you kind of hold back. I think this is where but I get scared the of the podcast because I almost like forget we're doing things, and then people are like, "So on the podcast this week," and I'm like, "Oh god!" No, because only real, <laughs> only people who really want to dedicate time to listen will listen to a podcast. So yeah, I feel like true. our podcast audience are nice; they're not like the meanies. No, you you guys know us. I mean, I you you have to be interested if you've listened to an hour long. <laughs> and there's still two questions left there's still two questions left oh this is another one from abby is this abby from earlier different abby sorry different abby abby says what's one brand you would never work with and why you did ask for the shade questions this is so easy for me yeah i know what you're gonna say i have a list flat tummy tea wow anything to do with weight loss crap tooth whitening stuff waist (laughs) trainers like pro- weight management proteins. Like there's just so many jobs like that. that I'm like, no, no, yeah, never. No way. Never. Yeah, I think so. I'm trying to think if there's anything else other than like diet pills and yummy, gummy hair pills or whatever they're called. <laughs> they called Sugar bear hair. <laughs> Sugar bear hair. Yeah, any sort of nutritionally things. I'm always a bit like, oh, anything that's to do with that, like... If ever you hear us do an ad read, Lily and I would have asked to have taken out like a weight loss, you know, a weight loss element or yeah. something like calorie. Like that's just not something that we feel comfortable doing. Yeah, I think that's the number one no-no. But there's so many jobs like every, not every day, every week that I'm just like, nah, doesn't feel right. No, or it's like a brand that, oh, I don't know. It's like a new brand or brand you haven't heard of or you tried the stuff and you're like, it's okay, but it's not great. Like, or like, the you know, the kind of like boohoos of the world. Mm. I'd say that. Those sort of like brands. Yeah, that's not. I wouldn't. No. I don't shop from them and I don't really love the way they work. No. You mean you don't want a one pound bikini? (laughs) No, I don't even wear bikinis. (laughs) (laughs) I feel like there's some obvious ones in there. I feel like you guys are going to be like rolling your eyes, like, give us the true tea. Like, there must be some like 
you know what I mean? They want like a brand that they think we would work with that we would say that we wouldn't. But I, I can't think of one off the top of my head. Is there one? I'm trying to think if there's one that I've seen loads of people work with. That I'm just like, oh, I wouldn't. Hmm. Really should have prepped for this question. <laughs> I feel like you've prepped for the final question. We got to the final question, guys. Tony asked, what is the most completely wrong rumor slash thing written about yourselves that you've read? I know I don't read them anymore, so God knows what mine even says about me. I have no idea. Um, aside from that, that I'm mean to Rich. I'm not that mean to Rich, <laughs> I promise. Um, I feel like people always think that Gleam, our management company, like control us. Everything we say and do. Oh, like a black like, every Instagram story has to go like via them. <laughs> like guys, we lit- they literally just help us with the logistics behind a job. Like yeah. they have no involvement in editorial unless we want their opinion. Like... I wish people could see how the relationship works. I mean, we've tried to explain it so many times over the years, but I still feel people, people think they're like this like monster. Like the puppeteers, like we're just the puppets yeah. underneath. Like, yeah, Whenever really. something happens and I do something wrong, people are like, did Glee make you do that? And I'm like, I wish I could blame everything on them. <laughs> I had no idea I was doing whatever I was doing. <laughs> oh my gosh. Yeah. I've just got like quite a sad one, actually. It's like not, I always see this oh. comment and people always, people don't always comment, but every now and again, I get a comment that I've had a stroke, um, which is very offensive to people who have had a stroke and are stroke survivors. I guess because I talk out of one side of my mouth, but no one's oh no one's God. face is symmetrical. Like pe- people need to get a life. That's people's awful. faces just aren't symmetrical. Sure, I talk out of one imagine, side of my mouth. Like, That's just one of imagine like, imagine sitting down, watching someone's video and thinking like, Oh, I wonder if she's had a stroke. I, I'm oh, gonna come ask her. I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna ask what? Her. Who are these people? Who it are these up, people? Honestly, you'd be surprised. It's been coming up for years. It comes up on repeat. I've, I've never. Thankfully, I've never had a stroke, and I find it's just it's offensive on so many levels, and offensive to stroke survivors. You know, let's just leave it there. <laughs> wow. Wow. Also, I feel like we need. To, I love the internet thank you for listening to this like it is the people who listen to this are the good eggs we really appreciate you like i feel like we've just we've just ragged on the internet then but you know there's there's good (laughs) things and there's bad things oh i love it i couldn't not like i love sharing yeah you talked about this the other day you were like i i thrive off it i love love sharing There's, there's some real cons to what we do but the pros i i love the pros to it as well so it's just one of those things you know yeah, you've got to take the wheat with the chaff but we do appreciate you listening you guys you guys are the true ogs oh by the way i think our podcast is four years old now what that's crazy so when we were going into people's houses yeah. and like organizing flowers and doing all yeah, that i think that was four years may, ago like early may four years ago happy birthday that's so crazy happy, happy birthday, birthday. Thank, you. thank you to everyone who <laughs> listens this is the penultimate episode is that correct yes the penultimate episode you are correct yes next week we are going to be doing uh episode still over facetime sad that we can't all get together but with the boys oh my god that'd be fun it's gonna be so mark was like when were you going to tell me about this <laughs> oh my god i haven't told no. rich i haven't told rich i haven't told him I and i was realized. like oh, i just gotta put it in the group and he's like what me and rich i was like yeah yeah, yeah. he's like uh, were you gonna mention it at any point <laughs> We just roll them out for the finale. We do, that's what I said. I was like, of course you're going to be on the finale. You're on the last one. He's like, oh, okay, that's what we do now. Did you ask the Facebook group for questions after your pregnancy announcement? Yes. Okay. It's live there now. If you want to add a question, go ahead, be our guest, throw it on. Um, so you can you can join. Just search At Home With on Facebook and you'll find us there. Don't forget to rate, review, subscribe on Apple Podcasts or whatever podcast app you use. Now it's Lily's you can turn. Find us. <laughs> you can find us on Instagram. Um, you know, reels as well. No, I'm, I'm at Lily Pebbles and Anna is at the Anna Edit. And thank you so much to our producer and editor, Joel Grove. And tune in next Thursday for that episode with the guys. We will speak to you then. Bye. Bye. <laughs>